Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken the time out to join us today uh, to do just that. Always get to, good to get together and uh, dig into God's Word and, and hopefully be encouraged and enlightened and uh, uplifted by what He has to say to us. You know, the glass was way more than half empty. At least that's how it looked that day. You know, Jesus had been with the crowds, the lame, the blind, the crippled, uh, those who couldn't hear or speak, and many others were brought to him. And Matthew, Matthew simply writes, and he healed them. Matthew goes on to say that the crowds saw, that saw them left in awe, saw, you know, saw what, you know, what the crowd saw, left them in awe, and they glorified God. On the other hand, it makes me wonder exactly what the disciples saw, or more specifically, how they saw what they saw. That's a lot of saws, but hopefully you're following my point. But right after this, Jesus gathers his disciples and he says to them, I have compassion on these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. By the way Jesus says it, it seems as though he's testing his disciples in a way. He wants to check their perspective on what's been happening, and so he kind of sets them up a little bit. He lets them know that he has compassion on the crowds, and he knows they're hungry, and as a good host, he doesn't want to send them away empty with empty stomachs. And mind you, this is the one who has just... Uh, the one who just said this is the one who has been healing every variety of sickness that you might imagine. He's also the same one that these disciples have seen walk on water and calm the storm. It's not the first time they've seen miraculous things from Jesus. All he needs to do now is feed a bunch of hungry people, about 4,000 hungry men and also women and children. That's a big potluck to manage, right? But how hard is this compared to walking on water and calming a storm, telling it to calm down? The disciples, however, just don't seem to be able to wrap their minds around all of this. All they can see is the problem and really no idea what to do. And so the disciples said to him, where are we going to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so, so great a crowd? Again, they say this to Jesus, the one who has healed and walked, and calmed. You see, when we think we have to face the problem and the difficulties that we face before us on our own or in our own power, no wonder we worry. But when we truly see who Jesus is, who, who God is, our perspective changes. When you know that the God of the universe cares for you and desires to work in the midst of your problems and your difficulties, then you begin to focus on him and trust that his hand Will be at work. You see, you can't choose your circumstances, but you can choose your perspective. The Apostle Paul did when he was in prison with Silas in Acts chapter 16. You know what they were doing? They were singing. And in Colossians, when Paul was in prison alone this time, he was writing to encourage others to keep their eyes on Jesus. And when Paul was in prison in Rome again alone, he was busy converting the Roman guards who were watching him. John did it as well. His preaching, which had been, he'd been called to do by Christ, got him into some hot water. Traditions tell us that he was sentenced to death by being thrown into a cauldron of boiling oil. And when that didn't harm him at all, he was sent in exile on an island called Patmos, where there was no one except for him, and so no one to preach to. And so God gave him this incredible vision, which we read about in Revelation, to inspire those who already believed to endure the trials and difficulties that they were facing. From Rome's perspective, this was the ultimate persecution. From heaven's perspective, though, it was the ultimate opportunity. 
And while he was there, Jesus gave him this out-of-world vision of heaven, a vision of, of how God sees the world and what he's doing in the world, and that in, all, in, the, in the end, all things will come together just as he has planned. John and Paul could have easily quit. They could have seen that there was really nothing more that they could do while they were in prison, while closely guarded, while isolated and alone. Instead, they chose to take the perspective that demonstrated that while they really didn't have much to offer, and even though it may seem small, they offered what they had to Jesus and that the Lord could make great things happen. I don't know where you may be in your life or what you may be going through right now, but whatever it may be, let me encourage you not to surrender to doubt or fear or disappointment or apparent failure. Jesus turned a few loaves into a feast, a jail cell into an evangelism center, a prison cell into the writing quarters of an apostle, a barren island of rock into a vision of heaven. And he longs to do something special for you out of your tough time. You never know. You may be only a moment away from the miracle worker working a miracle in your life. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.